62 years today, if I'm not mistaken, the, this church was dedicated for the exclusive use as a temple for God's worship. Uh, so this year we don't have to transfer the feast to uh, the nearest Sunday. We actually get to celebrate it on the actual anniversary. The, uh, the anniversary of dedication of the church is, is always observed as a feast of the Lord um, because it is this place that is his dwelling place. And yet, because our church is dedicated to Our Lady of Perpetual Help, we can also give it a little bit of a Marian flavor as well, which is why I chose to, uh, to have the Marian vestments uh, for, for today's Mass. The, I wanted just to think about the, so the apostolic nature of the church in the light of that uh, second reading that we had from St. Paul to the Corinthians. He's writing to the church that he has founded in Corinth and that he's now left and that he's set others in charge of. And he says how they are a holy people, a temple of God. Uh, they as a community, of course, each one of us who is baptized is a temple of God as well. But they as a community, they as a church are holy. And he said that how he laid the foundation He's very upfront and probably proud of the fact in a good way. I laid the foundation, and now others are building on the foundation that I laid. But he is not the foundation. St. Paul doesn't claim to be the foundation stone of that church in Corinth. He says it is Jesus Christ who is the foundation stone. St. Paul laid the foundation stone of Jesus Christ among the people of Corinth by his preaching. To use a modern word, you know, church planting, by the, sowing the seed of the word of God in Corinth, then the church grows. That seed could also, another analogy would be precisely a foundation stone. Our Lord himself calls himself the cornerstone, which the, people, which the builders have rejected. So Jesus Christ is the foundation of that church in Corinth. And then he says, I built on that, I set the foundation, and then others are now building on that foundation. Who are those others? Others that he has appointed, whom he has sent, to appoint as being overseers or episcopoi or bishops of that church in Corinth. And we can see that throughout the whole church. Apostles are sent. Missionaries come from a distant land as they did to here. And they lay the foundation, which is Jesus Christ. And others then build upon that foundation, and so the church grows. And as long as those who come, the builders of the future, come and build on that same foundation, which is Jesus Christ, and which their predecessors, the apostles, have laid, the church is on solid ground. It can withstand all the storms and floods, uh, the tempests that come, that come its way. But if the future builders were to move off that foundation stone, which is Jesus Christ, maybe forget how to align the building on that foundation, well, then the church will soon, that building will soon be on sand and it will collapse. And so that's really how we have to be as well. And if you look at the photograph that's on the front of the bulletin, 
which depicts the uh, consecration of this church that happened on November 5th, 1961. You'll see there's an archbishop sitting in his throne. So the good people of Cottage Grove built a church here through their generosity and their love, replacing the older church in town. And then a bishop, a successor of the apostles, has to come and consecrate that building to show that he, as it were, is the one who's building upon the foundation. And then he sends priests to make sure that the people continue to have someone who can build upon that same foundation. So there's that apostolic nature of the church, which I think is very important for us to to keep in mind, and to ensure that we do continue to build on that same foundation stone, which is Jesus Christ. And there's another aspect which shows, if you like, continuity between one generation and the next. I don't know exactly what ritual was followed back in 1961 when this church was consecrated, but I have studied the ritual of consecration that was in use at that time before the reforms of the liturgy in 1965 and then again in 1969. And the day before the consecration, relics of the martyrs would be, would be brought to the church. And a vigil would be observed in the presence of those relics. And the next day, when the bishop would come to consecrate the church, he would place those relics in the altar, which, is, which becomes a sepulcher for those relics. The relics of those martyrs are placed in a stone, and that, which in turn is placed in the altar. And the bishop, with a trowel, cements in, grouts in that, those relics. So that those martyrs who gave their life for Christ are now, as it were, present on the altar, and the sacrifice of Christ that is offered on the altar is offered in union, if you like, with the sacrifice that those martyrs offered in imitation of our Lord. Because the tradition in the early church was certainly that altars will be built over the martyrs, the martyrs, and the sacrifice of the Mass was offered on those altars. And indeed, as we remembered on the Feast of All Saints' Day, I recalled how that, that pagan temple, the Pantheon, became a temple dedicated to St. Mary, Our Lady, and all the martyrs. And the bodies of the martyrs were taken out from the catacombs and placed under the altars of that building, which now became a temple dedicated to the worship of Almighty God. And so our altar, if you like, represents a tomb of the martyrs upon which we celebrate the Mass as well. Again, that continuity. We are building on the same faith that the martyrs professed, and we hope to pass it on to those who come, who come after us. So it's only right that we celebrate this day of the dedication of the, the parish church. It is a solemnity for us, and, uh, and that's why we we keep a special feast on, uh, on, on this day. Now, St. Paul, speaking about the body of the church, helps me lead into just another area which I think is, is the right time for us to, to consider this, that each one of us in this parish has a part to play. We are living stones in the building up of this church. Each one of us is built up on the faith of Jesus Christ. That's what the whole effort of catechesis is about, to make sure we all have that faith of Jesus Christ. 
so that we can in turn be living stones placed in the right place in that body of Christ, each carrying out our part. Now, obviously, this refers to the work of evangelization outside where you are, in your homes, in your places of work, in your social environments as well. And that's so important to remember, for we must not become too introspective when it comes to the church. We have to remember we are missionary and we are sent out. And yet within this community, uh, there, there is a call for each, each of us to have a part to play in the, in the ministries of the church. It can be all kinds of things. It can be the wonderful work that the teams here do on Friday mornings, cleaning this church and getting it ready for Sunday. It can be joining the choir to help us to have more dignified uh, um, and more uh, sort of just, just one, one more wonderful music and voices to help all of us uh, worship our Lord uh, with, 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 great, with deeper hearts and minds. It can be, particularly for the boys in this parish and the men serving on the altar. And, you know, we need some constancy here. Um, sometimes some men or boys get sick. One of our men is sick today. Another man is unable to serve right now. Hopefully he'll return um, when he's fully recovered. Uh, we have uh, a boy who's out of town. And then we have some boys who I don't know whether they're committed to serving or not. And I need to know. We need to have that commitment uh, because we are a team here. Sometimes we have 12 or 15 boys, men and boys serving. We can do a beautiful solemn mass. Today on this great feast day, we have fewer and we'll only have two torchbearers instead of our normal six. So that's the kinds of things for you all to think about. I think we need more people to be ready to read a mass as well. I was with the, uh, the Hispanic parents uh, earlier today and they brought to my attention, you know, now that the Hispanic community is growing here, what about, can we help? So I said, of course. So, animo a los de que, que hablan español de uh, ponerse por, de, como, por ejemplo, como lectores. Y quiero um, uh, decir también que, como he dicho antes, que esta parroquia es tu parroquia. No es la parroquia de los anglos. Es nuestro parroquia. parroquia. Es tu parroquia. Y tú puedes y debes ayudar y uh, ponerse en lista por ayudar como monaguillo, como lector, como los que dan el bien usher, el bien, bienvenido, ayudar en todo, mucho, muchas maneras. Porque to, todos somos uh, miembros de este cuerpo. Todos somos miembros vivos de este cuerpo que es la Iglesia de Dios en nuestra parroquia. So I encourage everybody here to, as well as, as well as thinking of this beautiful apostolic aspect of the church, and in, pray for me because I'm the one whom the Archbishop has uh, you know, sent to you and you've all got to put up with me, and, uh, but you've got a priest. And that guarantees, if you like, the apostolic continue, con, uh, connection if you like, with the, with the foundation, which is Jesus Christ, the foundation stone that was laid by the apostles and their successors. So there's that beautiful aspect and the union with the martyrs as well. 
but also in a practical aspect. What can we do to help in this parish church? You know, I rushed down from Cresswell. I went straight to the parish center to be with the Hispanic parents. Um, I was very glad I got a text from a parishioner while I was out there. You know, there's a line of people for confessions. So that's nice. That's the kind of message I, I like receiving, you know. Uh, except uh, I kind of joked with the people there, clearly I'm not doing my job, I still have sinners in my parish, you know. Um, but when I came, the lights were off. Uh, would anyone like to know how to turn the lights on in the church? I'll happily teach you, okay? Uh, so that you can, you can take responsibility for this building of yours in this parish, Okay? Uh, let me know how you'd like to volunteer or let my parish staff know how you would like to volunteer and we'll make sure that we help you to do so. Okay, so that things work and uh, don't, it's not the priest doing everything, but each one of us doing our part for this body of Christ here in Cottage Grove in this big parish which goes from, the boundaries goes from Dillard Road in the north way down to the county line and you know the shape of the county line is quite complicated so it goes way south. Um, it's a huge parish and we're called to be missionaries to this place.